Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. It is official visit season. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon back in the saddle and perfect timing as well because it is official visit season. It's camp season. It's unofficial visit season. It is a busy time for Brian Kelly and his staff. They hosted three official visitors over the weekend. Uh, Marcus Moskal, uh, offensive lineman from the state of Georgia. They hosted four-star safety Joshua Lair from the Houston area, and they hosted four-star wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan, uh, one of the big risers this spring uh, for an official visit as well. So, Shay, let's jump in with a little trend meter here. Uh, LSU brings these three official visitors to town, and I think for the most part, the weekend went about as well as you could I've really wanted it to for all three of these prospects. But the, let's lead off with Marcus Moskal, who has been on the radar. You've had your on three re- recruiting prediction machine pick in here for a while. And he comes away from the visit and says, LSU's at the top. Yeah, I should start too by saying I apologize for my absence. I was gone two plus weeks, Billy. I was in Europe. Uh, longest trip Emily and I have taken together in 10 plus years together. Uh, and it was a good one. Still married. Um, saw a lot of sights and sounds. Uh, I power ranked it on the board. Amsterdam and Florence tied at the top. Then I would do Venice. Then I would do Rome. Uh, but those were the cities we stayed in. We also like we did Tuscany and Siena and some other things. But uh, for my European power rankings, I'll need to expand as time goes on. Uh, but Amsterdam, Florence delivered for me. 
Those are my official. Those are my official visits I'm taking. Yeah, Amsterdam. I'm down to two. Unreal, unreal uh, city. Just great people, great food, all the things. So, yeah. Well, and I think Amsterdam p- people think like it's like going to Colorado or something like five or six years ago. It's like there's you'd go there just to have recreational marijuana or whatever. Like the architecture was unbelievable. We did a bunch of great tours. The weather was great. It's clean. No crime. It was awesome. Yeah, it's the cleanest place in Europe, I think, that I've been outside of Copenhagen. I mean, that, those two are, are really the ones that cleanliness. I mean, the, just everybody there in in Amsterdam is just so nice. The food, the food is really slept on. I think nobody talks about it enough. Yeah, they also said, and when we got into Italy, watch for pickpockets in Amsterdam. I felt like I was, I could just offer my wallet up to somebody, and they would say, no, no, thank you. I'm good. I appreciate it. <laughs> LSU uh, is hoping that they'll be able to uh, reel in uh, Marcus Moskal, uh, that he'll say yes uh, to the Tigers. Uh, and look, he has LSU at the top um, of his list. He's got Florida and NC State visits. This is one that you've got to be feeling really good about that pick. And uh, as we're recording this, I've also submitted my pick. I thought you might have already had one. We've felt good about Maskell for a while now. And like to give the skinny on it, this is an offensive lineman who Brad Davis got on early. I don't even know if he was ranked anywhere when Brad Davis offered, you know, like ranked by any recruiting services when Brad Davis offered him. And he's one of those guys who got into football late, is still developing, but you see his size, you see his frame, you see his athleticism, all these things that are variables, important variables that he's checked off the list of could be become a good offensive lineman. And I think Brad Davis has got a very good eye for talent. I think Brian Kelly has proven he's got a very good eye for both O-line talent and how they can be developed with what he did at Notre Dame uh, and Cincinnati as well. So if both those guys sign off on someone early, I don't care if they're a three-star. I don't care if they're LSU's their biggest offer and they don't have any other big offers. And now Mascal did pick up a Florida offer in the past couple of months. And as you noted, the LSU visit was first, then Florida this weekend, then NC State. He also did just announce that those are his final three teams. It's not a surprise because that's the only teams he's scheduled official visits for. Uh, but it is notable, and we do feel good about it. And I know that people want the Zalons Herds, the five stars, Will Campbells in every class. And, of course, you got to shoot for it. But every class and every program is going to have guys that you want to get in and develop. And I think Mascal fits that bill. Um, I think he's going to continue to rise in the rankings. I wouldn't be surprised at least if he did. So of the three official visitors, Billy, if you want me to do a trend meter, I'm, I think we both agree that we'd have him atop the list of trending to LSU. Yes. And along with those top, that top three, uh, he is deciding on June 19th. So uh, he is now on commitment watch as well. So going to be a quick uh, two weeks here uh, in his recruitment. And and again, we feel really good about where Brad Davis has gotten LSU to stand with him. And he's just, I mean, we if he does in fact end up picking LSU, which we think you will at this stage, I mean, he's been somebody that's been giving him the, the good signs uh, since really uh, much of the spring. So uh, he would be a big addition, uh, a guy that could play guard, maybe tackle, uh, as well. So some versatility there. Yeah, I, I will say this. I like too all these recruits. And I think this is a bit of a Brad Davis thing. I also think it's a Brian Kelly philosophy, which I agree with the numbers back it up with the NFL and everything. 
almost like they're going after so many more offensive tackles, like kids who play offensive tackle in high school than I've seen in a long, long time. They're not all going to be tackles. As you mentioned, Mascall can play multiple positions. But the more kids I talked to, like coming out of camp this weekend that are offensive tackles, a number of them said they like me on the interior, but they like me because I have that ability to play tackle. I am athletic. I can move inside and get a bit stronger. So I think that is a trend we will continue seeing is they're going to offer a ton of offensive tackles each cycle and then move those guys inside. Yeah, always the way you want to do it, I feel like, uh, on the offensive line front. LSU did have Jeremiah McClellan, who's from the St. Louis area. He goes to Christian Brothers College, uh, high school, so to speak, uh, in uh, St. Louis there. Four-star wide receiver. He heads to Ohio State this weekend, but uh, I spoke with him uh, on Sunday, and he told me, look, LSU sits at one or two coming off of this official visit. Tennessee is in the mix. They're going to host him. Later this month, Missouri has also hosted him, and Oregon will host him uh, as well to cap things in June. So a busy month for Jeremiah McClellan. He's 5'11", ish, 192 pounds, uh, a slot guy, but really thickly built. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think he could be like a Malik Neighbors type in a sense. Um, you know, he's a little bit shorter than Malik, but he's got that kind of physical makeup that you that you like. And look, now LSU is at least within striking distance here. Uh, for Jeremiah McClellan, and and you're going up against, I mean, probably the best wide receiver recruiter in the country in, in Brian Hartline with just what he's done uh, year in, year out. But LSU knocked it out of the park on this visit uh, overall. Yeah, it's good to hear when he says it's LSU-Ohio State. I There's a lot of people pressing the panic button at receiver right now, and I'm not sure I'm, I'm there at all. Uh, in fact, I'm not. But I think it's because we're in a year where Louisiana doesn't have like a bunch of clear cut, you know, college ready receivers. And we're not far removed from a year where they took what Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, Jack Besh, Chris Hilton. Um, there might have been one more guy in that mix. I can't remember. Dontavian Wicks was in that class. He ends up being a really good player at UVA and got drafted. So the state can give you really great receivers. This is just a year where it seems down on that a little. Kobe Young out of Holy Cross remains the only receiver they've offered. Now, I think that could change here with camps coming up. Um, Matt Mayfield, a guy at Boshin, is a guy I'm watching closely. There's others. We saw guys like DJ Chark pop up at camp and get offered. Um, so historically, there are there is a chance for guys to continue to get offered in Louisiana, but Right now, Billy, I think people are kind of grasping at every guy like a McClellan or a Draylon Miller who's about to come back for another visit. Uh, these out-of-state kids who LSU's positioned themselves well with, but where do the dominoes really drop? And I, you've done a wide receiver hot board, maybe one or two of them before. Curious your thoughts because what they have one receiver committed right now in Zion Ferg or uh, JoJo Stone. Right. Yep. And even him is a guy we've thought maybe or maybe not end up in the class. He's an out-of-state kid from Georgia. Your take. I, I just don't I still think there's enough guys out there that I'm not really that's just a position I have never worried about at LSU. Yeah, I, I think for me, and and a lot of this is now we've seen Bryant Wesco go to Clemson and Clemson is you know, really stood out to him. And we knew that Clemson stood out to Bryant Wesco. Uh, 
but he could very well end up going somewhere like Oklahoma. He's still got his LSU official visit. Um, on the flip side of that, Cam Coleman is going to be a very, very, very tough pull. He's in the state of Alabama. Will Auburn end up being the pick for him? But also Clemson impresses him as well. Will Alabama enter the mix for him at some point? Um, those are two five-star type wide receivers that LSU's on. And then you get into the, all right, you have Jeremiah McClellan that they've been working, 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 and they're hoping that they can overtake Ohio State, who's long been the leader here. Then you get into a guy like Bradell Richardson, who's going to come at the end of the month for an official visit. Cortez Hankton's done a good job you know, recruiting him. I don't think he's a guy that they've gone completely all out for just yet. Um, but Cortez Hankton has a relationship there with the high school coach to, to really kind of, I think, kind of massage that the right way. And you will have a good idea by the end of the month where your receiver board stands overall. I don't think they're getting Parker Livingstone. I think he's going to Texas. Um, you have Kobe Young that you mentioned. But then the biggest thing here is, yes, could they go and offer somebody in Louisiana and that's always a good idea, I think, if, if you can match it with traits and production and things like that. Try to keep somebody home. But they've got to get Jelani Watkins and Draylon Miller. Those are two guys that they've gone all out for. Jelani's pretty quiet, but you talk to anybody who's covering his recruitment, most think he's going to LSU at this, this point. So if you really in Jelani Watkins, great. You have a dynamic slot guy, a gadget-type player. He's one of the fastest players in the country. He's not going to be that flashy because one, he never says anything. So he's not been covered really in depth. And then two, he is a slot, which LSU just brought in Aaron Anderson, Kyle Parker. Um, they have some depth there. So is it really a position of need in, in the wide receiver room? But then Draylon Miller, you're battling AM, you're battling USC, Miami, schools like that for him. And you've gone out all out for him selling him on the Debo Samuel type role. Those are the two guys you've got to get for this like class to be okay. And I, I said this in our, in my class predictions piece, I could see LSU signing three receivers. I could see him signing five. If they, if they could, you know, impress a Bryant Wesco, a Cam Coleman, guys like that, and somehow get one of them on board. Great. Awesome. It's not going to really impact taking other receivers that you might end up taking earlier if you can. So I'm not in panic mode. It's just a board that right now you could see it going a bunch of different ways. Like I never really bought into the Cam Coleman LSU, you know, uh, kind of push and like LSU being a school that is, you could see him landing at now he's going to take an official visit at the end of the month. He's good friends with Colin Hurley, but at the end of the day, does that overtake all the other factors with other schools recruiting him. I, I've not seen it yet. So we'll see on Cam Coleman. Um, but I, I'm not in panic mode just because I also think highly of the guys that they just signed. So it, it's it's a weird cycle at, at receiver just overall. And there's also the portal. You can always just go get guys in the portal. So I'm not worried about it one bit. Uh, but I will say I've done – I'm about to roll out. I'll do it after – this week's camp because I think shuffling could come then and new offers, but my mock class prediction 1.0 at the end of March had Jojo stone who's committed Kobe young, who I still think ends up at LSU, Jelani Watkins, 
and Draylon Miller, who you both just meant you who you mentioned as two guys firmly atop the wish list. And then I had Bryant Wesco, a guy that is trending towards an OU, a Clemson, but I thought we both thought they should have been on much earlier. His dad's a Destrahan high grad, um, played at La Tech, and there's others. Look, Ashton Bethel Roman, both his parents played sports at LSU over in Texas. He's a top 300 prospect. So more offers could come. My guess right now would be if JoJo Stone's in, I'll go Kobe Young. I'll go one more Louisiana receiver to be named later. I'll go Watkins or Draylon Miller. And then just give me any of these other guys that you've been recruiting. I don't, whomever it might be, uh, one more out of state guy. I think that'd be a really good class. Yeah. So we'll continue to follow uh, the wide receiver recruiting uh, for the Tigers, of course. Uh, Cortez Hankin did a great job last cycle. So, I mean, he's somebody that, at least on the staff, as we're kind of covering them, he seems to have his ducks in a row. He seems to know what's going on. So um, we'll just have to see what he comes up with uh, this cycle. LSU also had four-star DB Josh Lair on campus, and he told me that LSU sits firmly in his top three. He's going to officially visit Baylor, Washington, and Texas this month, and then Texas A&M is going to get a fall official visit. So I feel like the two big in-state schools for him, Texas and Texas A&M, those are probably the schools that I could most likely see him landing at with probably A&M if they're getting a fall official visit and he wants to decide in August, you kind of add up those tea leaves there. Uh, that looks like a guy that could commit to Texas A&M and then uh, take his official visit uh, this fall. But uh, LSU did a good job with him. Uh, they started out hot in his recruitment. They were one of the first schools to really offer him as he was blowing up. And, you know, he started taking other visits, but he really spoke highly of, uh, Brian Kelly and just what he's done and Kerry uh, uh, Cooks and how he's recruited him. So we'll see. He's another guy that I don't think LSU necessarily needs. It would be a luxury. Um, and that is because, Shay, LSU had in-state four-star safety, Joel Rogers, back on campus once again. And they already have two of the best safeties in the country committed in Deshaun McBride and Maurice Williams. I'm right there with you. I'm looking over the safety offer list. And as you noted, you've got two elite guys already in Maurice Williams and Deshaun McBride coming out of Denham Springs. We both have our, we both have had for a while on three RPM picks in for Joel Rogers uh, coming out of the St. Francisville area. He's one, he plays quarterback and DB at West Feliciana. They like him as a safety. He can also play nickel, um, but very good prospect. It's sooner than later when they get him in the class. I'm not worried about – he's got a Bama official visit on tap this weekend. I've said it before. Won't be surprised if he doesn't even take the visit. Spent a lot of time on LSU's campus this past week. I love where they stand. We think he's going to wind up at LSU, and we both think that this is one that gets done this month sooner than later. So if that gives you three safeties, then you've still got a Joshua Lair out there. You're obviously have made an offer early on to Kadavian Dotson Walker. There's other safeties still uncommitted and more offers could come. So I do think that they want more than three safeties because I think it's a room that's shallow, but I feel very good if they got Joel Rogers on board about those three starting out your class, then it almost feels like Lanyat from there. Completely agree. I, and we've said this for a while, numbers tend to work themselves out. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's the it's the truth, um, quite honestly. So 
Um, there are other guys, other highly touted guys out there that have talked about LSU official visits. We haven't seen them set yet. Guys like Davian Dotson Walker, Kensley Fauston, guys like that, um, who are um, you know national players. But you have three from Louisiana on board, or two from Louisiana and one more right down the road in Houston on board, and that's your group that is going to stay locked in. I don't, I just don't even think you need to really sweat Josh Lair, even though I think he's a good player with some upside. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. LSU is trying its best, though, to make Alabama sweat a little bit. The Tigers had five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams, and four-star linebacker Sterling Dixon, both of which are committed to the Tide, on campus this weekend for an extended unofficial visit. Now, it is always tough to pull kids out of the state of Alabama that an Alabama, or even an Auburn to an extent, wants. These are two guys committed to the Tide. One, Ryan Williams, 2025 receiver who could very well be the best wide receiver in the 2024 class. That's how good he is. He's a guy that you made that early commitment so early. Um, and Sterling Dixon made the call in December as well. But LSU has not given up here on Sterling Dixon. He's been on campus almost d- double-digit times. And then Ryan Williams picked up an offer from LSU uh, this spring during the evaluation period and then popped over to campus uh, to get some time with the staff. So LSU swinging big here on a pair of tied commits. Yeah, look, I think the focus has got to be on Sterling Dixon for a number of reasons. One, Ryan Williams is two classes away. Sterling Dixon's the guy who's going to sign in December. So the focus there is is a bit more pressing in terms of a time frame. Ryan Williams is also a guy who has been very vocal about being committed to Bama and recruiting other people to join him and all that. Now, he's still going through his process. So to get him and his mom and family over, uh, this past week was great for Cortez Hankton. You make the offer during the eval period. You quickly get him to campus. Uh, he gave some quotes to the Bama Online on three uh, site with Joseph Hastings, where he said he enjoyed the visit, really got to see LSU for the first time, kind of up close now that he had that offer. Spent a lot of time with Hankton. But the point remains, he's firmly committed to Bama. I don't know if you can say the same about Sterling Dixon. And he may well sign with Alabama, but – out of Sterling Dixon's own mouth, this was his ninth visit since he's been a recruit to LSU. He's visited multiple times this spring since he committed to Alabama. He's got a very close relationship with LSU DC Matt House. He spent a ton of time now getting to know Harold Perkins. So if there was ever a guy that I really felt like LSU might have a shot at flipping from Bama, which rarely ever happens, Sterling Dixon would fit the bill based off of actions, right? I mean, I'm, yes, he talks up LSU all the time, but I'm looking more at, he just keeps visiting and visiting and visiting. And if you're completely locked in and don't have any other schools of interest that you even want to entertain, then you're hanging out in Mobile every weekend, or you're just going up to Bama's campus. But he's continued to make it a priority to see LSU. I believe he told you, Billy, even with Auburn in the mix, that it's an LSU-Bama battle right now. 
we'll what I guess his his uh, official visit weekend I, has he scheduled it? I don't know if that'll come closer to signing day. I would he, prefer it did. He he plans to take uh, his last official visit to LSU, and he wants that to be the Florida game, um, and that's because he graduates. From what he told me, he graduates so early in December that wherever he goes, he's going to be on campus for bowl prep and all of that. So sticks with the tide, which at this point, I mean, I'm I'm one of those. This is you're going to I'm going to have to see it to believe it uh, sure. before uh, uh, I, I give LSU the, you know, chance here. I mean, they have a chance, but like it is, as we know, it's very difficult uh, to get this one uh, across the finish line. But they're doing a great job giving it you know, the best go they can. And I think at a position too, where if LSU can reel in Tylen Singleton, you've got Xavier Atkins, he's going to be back on campus this weekend from what he told me as well. And uh, you have uh, Devon Keys, who they love out of the state of Texas. If they can get Sterling Dixon, they he's kind of, he's a really good player. He's also Lanyap. You know what I mean? Like he, he's... Uh, Probably a, a better collage Cobbins in. Well, yeah, I was about to say they've got collage Cobbins too at linebacker edge. Yes, exactly. So if you can add Sterling Dixon, great, awesome. But you also already have somebody who's committed that they basically sold the same role to in collage Cobbins. You know, they, when collage talked about his role, they see him as Harold Perkins. Sterling Dixon is getting that similar pitch too. So, well, yeah, that's what makes the Sterling Dixon the push for him to flip him from Bama a good thing for LSU because they're, it's not like Sterling Dixon or bust. They've already got guys figure, as you noted, they've already even got a guy at his position in college Cobbins out of Destrahan. So it's uh, yes, Lanyap. Yes. You want the best players. I like that. They've circled him and continued to go on him because if he's willing to make these visits and show the interest, recruit him, go for it. And if he ends up sticking with Bama, you've already got other pieces in place. You didn't wait around for him. 100%. So we'll continue to track uh, how LSU does working these Alabama commitments. Uh, they are certainly not giving up on Sterling Dixon, who will be back uh, to Baton Rouge in the future as well. Before we go any, any further, guys, we got to talk to you about our friends at Rogue Shop. RogueShop.com. Promo code BengalTiger gets you 10% off. They just did a big Memorial Day weekend sale. Uh, about a week or so ago, however long ago Memorial Day weekend was now, um, and the Bengal Tiger subscribers ate it up, and Rogue Shop continues to bring it. Richard and Jar, the husband and wife who own this small craft cannabis shop, um, they give you guys the goods. It's veteran-owned. Everything is handmade. Um, Shay, I'm, I'm sure uh, while you were uh, on your way over uh, or back from, from Europe, you had a little help uh, just chilling out on the plane a little bit? Yes, I did. I uh, brought my CBD gummies with me, the ones uh, for sleep, and they worked. I The flight from the U.S. to Amsterdam, I guess it was like five or six hours, slept through almost all of that, which is perfect. Uh, no real jet lag getting there because I had kind of adjusted my sleep well. I was fearful of the flight from Rome home because it was 10 hours or a little more than that. Got... I think I took my rogue, rogue shop medicine um, right around. I guess we got through security and all that and had to wait at the boarding gate for an hour. So I took it then, slept the first four hours of the flight, just conked right out, woke up, 
felt good, watched a couple movies and we were there. So I, um, I'm firmly, I, in fact, I need to get on there and reorder. I wish I would have done it on Memorial day weekend, but I'll still get my 10% off of Bengal tiger. And yes, yeah, shout out to, uh, the folks at rogue shop for helping me through my travels. It, uh, was much better than melatonin. I'll tell you that. Yes. Check them out. Rogueshop.com. Promo code Bengal tiger gets you 10% off. Let them, let them know on the message board. When you do let us know, um, they're, uh, Richard and Char are both active on the board as well. So they'll see it. So when you place that order, let us know. Appreciate Rogue Shop uh, for all they do for us. LSU wasn't done hosting highly touted prospects on campus for unofficial visits. The Tigers hosted multiple high-end quarterbacks on campus, including extending a new offer. But the big headliner of the weekend that was back was George McIntyre, the number two quarterback in the country in the 2025 class, a top 20 overall prospect on on three He's out of Nashville. The Tigers have been recruiting him a long time now. Um, he's one of two quarterbacks that going into the weekend held an offer from LSU. And look, LSU's just swinging away here on George McIntyre, trying to uh, get him on board for the class of 2025. And now, Shay, they're continuing to expand that board as well. Yeah, they did. Uh, what? I guess it was... Friday through Saturday was when George McIntyre was on campus and LSU fans know the name because Joe Sloan, the quarterbacks coach, he's moved on to 2025 quarterback recruiting Colin Simmons, uh, excuse me, Colin's Her Colin Hurley, sorry, Freudian slip. Colin Simmons is not in the boat right now. He's a, he's being pushed for uh, Colin Hurley is committed uh, at quarterback for 24. So you look at 25, I think we've gone like, eight or nine months now, it feels like, where George McIntyre, who's the number two quarterback in the country, Bryce Underwood, who's the number one quarterback in the country, are the only two guys that Sloan offered. And that wasn't going to last forever. But just from speaking with sources, it lasted long enough to make it very clear to those two that they are the top two priorities. So McIntyre, Underwood, if you want in, get in. That's the message. And they got them both to campus a bunch. Underwood's about to be back on campus here uh, this month in June. As you noted, McIntyre was here for an overnight stay. So they've got those guys firmly kind of involved with LSU. They know what the program's like. They know what Brian Kelly's like. They know how they would fit. And I think they've been in it more with Underwood than even people realize. Like this might really be a Michigan-LSU battle here. And – Michigan is offering new quarterbacks. Ohio State, who's a school in it with Underwood, is offering new quarterbacks. One of them being with Ohio State, Tavian St. Clair. He came to LSU on Saturday. He's a big riser right now. He picked up an LSU offer about an hour after he put out that he got offered by LSU while on campus. Tommy Reese at Bama dials him up. He offers him. So you're starting to see everybody's boards in 2025 expand just a little bit. This was only the third offer for LSU. Um, Deuce Knight out of Mississippi camps this week. Uh, actually, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we're a day away from that. He could be a guy that gets offered, so then it would expand to four. But I think we're still in this boat of Underwood and McIntyre sit atop the wish list. But you can't just sit on them forever. I like starting to offer other guys because now if Underwood does head elsewhere, if McIntyre does head elsewhere, You've not only recruited other guys, but you've offered them and you've made them a priority. So I like the offer to St. Clair. I honestly think St. Clair goes to Ohio State, which wouldn't be the end of the world for LSU because 
that would effectively remove Ohio State from Bryce Underwood's recruitment. So quarterbacks are fun to watch, Billy, because it's so simple with the dominoes. Like once one drops, they're not going like that school is no longer in the mix for the other guys. And you can kind of narrow it down. So they don't have anyone committed. You're still two years away from any of these kids signing. So that's not an issue, but I really like where they're at right now. I think Sloan has done a very good job setting this board up. Yeah. He's put them in, in the like heavily involved with the top two quarterbacks in the country. Will they come away with them? We'll see. And I'm interested to see what happens with Bryce Underwood the most because George McIntyre, you like he still seems a little bit more open, but there aren't as many schools being talked about with Bryce Underwood as there are George McIntyre. At least me reading the tea leaves on on that one. The question I would have is, I mean, do you see it's it's rare these days with the portal, right? But could Ohio State take a second quarterback and would it be Bryce Underwood and Tavian St. Clair? That is going to be an interesting piece to it if they you know, were up for that. But nowadays you just don't see it because somebody's going to be beat out and somebody's going to have to sit a, a while longer. You know, it's 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 hard. But, you know, LSU is going to host both by the end of the summer, Underwood and McIntyre yet again. They're firmly in the mix for both, but um, I'm intrigued by when one of those guys is going to make the call on where and when he's going to commit first, and then we'll see other schools maybe move and move their board and adjust what they're doing. It's just the dominoes are always intriguing on the quarterback front. Yeah, and we've noted that McIntyre got an offer from Clemson, which we had said for a long time. If that offer came, it would be one to watch very closely. So. That's kind of the latest of where we're at. I'm not – they're sneakily in this thing with Underwood, and I don't think people realize how good Underwood is. Like, he's being talked up as one of the best quarterbacks to come through the high school ranks in the past few years. And you've got a Manning in there. You've got a number of guys in the past few cycles who are highly ranked in this five stars. Bryce Underwood does it all. And LSU's not, like, in his top 20. They're in his top two. And the other schools, Michigan, his in-state school, who, as I just mentioned, Michigan just offered Hussein Longstreet, who was on LSU's campus and threw for them on Friday, and LSU didn't offer. So it's not like Michigan is just saying, hey, it's Underwood and nobody else. They're starting to put ducks in a row for what happens if he does leave the state. It, uh, I'm eagerly uh, awaiting this uh, visit from Underwood that's coming uh, later this month, because I think that is only going to push LSU further along. And I don't know if you can call him a leader or not, but man, I know for a fact that they're in the top two. Well, in the days of NIL, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a bigger prospect prospect that LSU should back the truck up for than Bryce Underwood over the last few years. I mean, I think he's a day one starter. I really do. I think he's one of those true freshmen that can come in and play a ton or unseat whoever's there. I think he's just special. I've seen him in a couple settings now and he's got it. So uh, we'll see if LSU can get that one across the finish line. Gordon, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Paging, paging, McKernan, Gordon, you are needed in Joe Sloan's office. What? Um, all right. Lastly, Shay, uh, you were out there at the offensive defensive line camp last week. Maddie B and I put you right back to work. You got a chance to watch some of Jimmy Lindsay for the first time, the new defensive line coach for the Tigers. You had all the reactions from all the offers uh, on the site, which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed, 
It's just a dollar for three months and you still get the Founders Club hat for the Bengal Tiger. It's also $50 for a year. So you can take your pick a year for 50 bucks or a dollar for three months. So sign up and get all that reaction. But let's hit quickly on Jimmy Lindsay. What what did you see from him when he was coaching up those those linemen? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yeah, it was fun to watch him get out there because I just like watching coaching demeanors. And it was an O-line, D-line camp. Brad Davis is on the scale of 1 to 10 of like, vocal approach to coaching he's an 11 or 12 right like he is at the top of his lungs anything that's on his mind is coming out of his mouth i love watching brad davis coach jimmy Lindsay, i'd say is on the other end of that spectrum um and like it could be because it's just his first camp and all that but much more kind of toned down but still getting those same results because i saw them coaching the same way as brad davis it's hands-on with every camper it's fixing every little mistake it's teaching after every single drill and from talking like i talked to Ahmad bro who's one of lsu's d-line commitments and he came in and he told me he said i came in a day early before camp because i wanted to actually sit down and hang out with jimmy Lindsay and get to know him and he said they struck a kind of a nice rapport and bond instantly and he felt like all right this is a guy who gets me understands what it takes to be in uh, D lineman at the SEC level. He's coming from South Carolina and overall bro just said, Hey, look, he's a really good guy and he kind of just shoots you straight and really easy to talk to. And I think we've seen that before with a number of coaches that have panned out at LSU of those guys who relate to players really well. And I think that Jimmy Lindsay's one of them. I also thought, and here's your little tidbit of for the recruiting side of things. So, a kid named Jarellen McCoy, Jarellen McCoy, uh, out of Tupelo, Mississippi, comes in. And he's one of the last campers. In fact, he's probably the last camper that showed up. And everyone's already stretching and all that. And they've got all the groups going through, taking a photo with Brian Kelly. And Kelly, you know, you have your camp photo. You just stand in front of a screen. You shake hands. You get the photo. You talk for a second. Hello. And you move on. Well, Brian Kelly thinks he's done. They bring one more kid in. Hey, we got to wait for one more. He's like, all right. This kid walks in, Jarell and McCoy. I thought he was probably a Juco prospect because he's 6'7", 240. And at camp, he looks completely different than every other person that's there. So I was like, all right, there might be some Juco kids here. I see him talking to Brian Kelly. They get their photo. And Brian Kelly with every other kid pretty much did the handshake and walk off. He did the handshake and then they're like, who are you and where are you from? What's your story? And (laughs) <laughs> then McCoy walks off and it was funny because uh, I asked McCoy after he walked off, I said, Hey, what's your, what's your name? Cause I wanted to Google it and see who he was. And he tells me, and then he says, can I ask you something? He goes, was that the head coach I was just in a photo with? And I said, that was, he's like mind blown. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> well, come to find out I Google him. He's already got SEC offers and he's got Ole Miss in Mississippi state as a ninth grader uh, coming out of Mississippi. He's got a double digit offers. I then do a little bit more digging 
His very first offer, quiz time. You already know the answer, Billy. Yes, South Carolina from Jimmy Lindsay, LSU's new D line coach. And whenever I asked him about that, he I said, "How did Jimmy Lindsay find you before you even played high school football?" And he said that Jimmy Lindsay, basically, according to his coach, was just cold calling Mississippi high schools and being like, "You got any young guys?" And the Tupelo coach said, "We got a kid in eighth grade, and we've got some film of him. He's about to be playing ninth grade this year." Sent it over to Jimmy Lindsay at South Carolina. He offered him on the spot. That got his recruitment rolling. So now that Jimmy Lindsay's at LSU, he gets him in for camp. He offers him at LSU. Uh, and McCoy credited Jimmy Lindsay with being the per- first person to find him and get his recruitment really rolling. So LSU has hired a coach that clearly has isn't resting on his laurels when it comes to recruiting. If you're out there dialing up high school coaches four states away for – eighth and ninth graders to get an early look at them, you're into recruiting. So I uh, I figured that'd be a story I'd pass along that LSU fans would like. I mean, that's, that's why camp season is the best. Like, I, I love, love it. Camp season is by far best time. You get to see things happen. I mean, last, last summer, I mean, Tavion Galloway, I watched him commit. Watched him commit to Mike Denbrock. Brian Kelly rolls up. Mom's crying. Got all the pictures. They're all in their Galloway shirts. Well, they're about to be back on campus um, this, this I guess, tomorrow. They get in town, uh, a whole crew coming down from Ohio for a multi-day visit, including LSU commit Tavion Galloway. That's the type of stuff you could see happen. And, you know, there's no tiptoeing around it with sources. You just, you know, hey, is that happening? Oh, yeah, I got yep. a picture of it. Yeah, it is. Oh, we, saw, we saw it with Jalen Beckley. That's his name, right? Jalen Beckley uh, yep. out of Texas. Um, yep. A 2025 offensive tackle who's – starting to stack up offers. And uh, when camp ended, I saw Brad Davis pull him aside and was talking to him. And then I saw his mom was standing next to him and she was kind of tearing up. Uh, so I got the camera out and started taking some photos. I was like, I bet he's telling him that he's offering him. Uh, and sure enough, when I caught up with Beckley after, even his mom reached out to me uh, and said, thanks for grabbing that photo because uh, that was a special moment for him. It's his biggest offer to date. Uh, and he confirmed, yeah, that was kind of when Brad Davis said, Hey, look, I want to right here in front of your mom to offer you. And, uh, it was cool to see. So, yeah, I, summer camp is the best, way better than any other um, seven-on-sevens or even Friday nights for me. I like summer camps. Yeah, It's a good time of year. We'll have a ton of coverage to come on the Bengal Tigers, so be sure to jump on that dollar for three months deal. Uh, lots of coverage on official visits. Uh, another round of them coming up this weekend. We'll have another preview pod on that. Yeah, the next – and, Billy, the preview pod will be in person. Y'all yeah. sign up for the site because Billy has decided to come stay at the house for like four nights in a row. Yes, three. We've got two three. camps this week. Yeah, big, big, big meeting. Uh, I guess we can call it the, the Bengal Tiger uh, yearly meeting too. We're, we're having our own uh, like SEC meetings just wrapped up uh, a couple weeks back. Well, right around camp season is a good time to hold the yearly Bengal Tiger meeting. So. We should probably tell Matthew about that. All we did was told him that you were coming and that we should play golf. So we should actually tell him we need to do some work. <laughs> That's the plan. We will we will be doing that. Um, and also uh, got Elite Camp uh, the next next week too. So lots of uh, content to come. Official visits, camp season. It's all a blast on thebengaltiger.com. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Leave us a like and check out the site, thebengaltiger.com. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Bengal Tiger Pod. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. 
Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 